Yeah. We need that one to be louder. Right. Is that loud enough? Yeah, start it again. Everyone in the audience, clap again. <laughs> clap now. Yeah, no, that should be good. That should be good. Alright. Let me just no. see. Is, are my headphones low or what? Yeah, they seem a bit low. Turn me up, guru. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring right. it up. Let me go to my my trusty source of videos. Your trusted source? <laughs> Ooh, you niggas in trouble. Yep. Episode 81. <laughs> <laughs> you niggas in trouble. You niggas in trouble. You heard that song? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this, man. Firstly, welcome back, Bobby Schmurda. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Bobby and yeah. the snapback. <laughs> it still hasn't come back. It hasn't come down He's yet. fitted. Yeah, it's, yeah, he's from New York. It's not a snap. It's, it's not a, a fitted. Snapback, it's a fitted. <laughs> uh, anyway, hello guys. Yeah. Hello everyone. I hope you're doing well. My name is Vusani Mativa. And I'm Siswe. Yeah, <laughs> sat across me is Siswe or Finny Siswe and Moyo, and yeah. we are the hosts of your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Siswe is yes. sipping on some crushed ice in front of me. It's lean. I'm kidding. He's sipping on a slushy. <laughs> kidding. Kick the habit. See what what relationships make niggas do. Fuck. Nigga wasn't drinking slushies on Sundays before this. <laughs> Sunday morning, no less. <laughs> no, that's true. I wasn't. Uh, how you doing, man? No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Back, back to business. Yeah, it's time to duel. It's time, time to, to duel. Time to pop, 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 pod. Yeah, I didn't really come with many topics this week. I don't know where I got us covered. Oh, man. I yes. did my the, research. The violator. Was it research or research? I, f- I hate it when people say research, dude. The E. You needed to be hard. I needed to be pause. a hard E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pause. Research. 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 Not, not, not research. Research. But then again, fuck it, dude. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Let's jump straight into this, man. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, I want to talk about money matters, of course. Good old topic we all love. Mm. But money matters with a sprinkle, just a little dash of marriage involved. Oh, yes. Dash, yes. no cheating? Uh, no, no, no. This has to do with some, with some, like I said, it's about marriage, you know? Yeah. But yeah. finances in relation to marriage. Okay. So I wanted to talk about a very popular concept. Um, you need to go up? Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. So I want to talk about a prenuptial agreement. Okay. Marriage and community of property, you know, mm-hmm. the most two common types of marriage we are aware of. Mm-hmm. And of course, the moment we think about prenups, we all think, ooh, what's mine is mine, what's hers is hers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or in community, we think of what's mine is hers and what's hers is mine. Yeah. Or if you're just a woman, regardless of whatever agreement you come to, you just think of what's his is mine and what's mine is mine. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what most women believe. But let me explain what a prenup is for those of you who are unaware. A prenuptial agreement. Yeah, break so it down for us. A prenuptial agreement, or it's not the definition. This is just something that's going to come on later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, a prenuptial agreement is basically a written agreement can mm-hmm. be drafted by lawyers, 
most of the time. Sometimes mm-hmm. if you know how to do it yourself, you can. Okay. But it's just an agreement whereby you and your partner state the terms of your marriage mm-hmm. in terms of what rights each partner is going to have financially okay. and asset-wise, like who's going to own what mm-hmm. during the marriage financially. So I'm going to own this house. And what happens after marriage? Should the marriage end or should one of you pass away? You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. And what happens to all the finances and the assets in there? So it's just an agreement you draft which commonly we know it's one where each person or each party comes into it with their own assets mm-hmm. and they keep those assets. And whatever they acquire in the marriage, they keep. So if in the marriage I acquire a million rand, mm-hmm. it's my million rand. And if you acquire three million rand, then it's yours. It's yours. Okay. If you'd like to share it, you're more than welcome to. But, but should you pass away, I don't have the ownership of that estate. Like Damn. whoever you've decided to give it to, yeah, because you've got full power to decide. Mm-hmm. You decided. It's no longer a case of if we're in community of property where everything is shared. That's the agreement for community of property marriages, whereby if you pass away, the state says, well, according to state laws, depending where you're from, mm-hmm. the state says this three million rand now becomes yours because that person was your married partner. Yeah, yeah. So you decide what goes on with their house, their car, whatever they've left behind in yeah. the world. Yeah. Because you've married them. But yeah, for prenup, depending on what you guys agreed on, mm-mm. you're going to find out what you own and what you don't. <laughs> That's, that must suck, dude. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. of course, you're in a relationship. It's a pretty serious thing. Yeah. You know, very serious. Like legendary mode on FIFA. Mm-hmm. Not... What's the basic nigga mode? See, I don't even play that mode because I'm always I'm always serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's amateur. No, it's beginner. Yeah. And then it's amateur. Yeah. 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 So, because you you are in a serious you're in a serious relationship, mm-hmm. have you given thought to these types of things? How you'd like to be married? The type of marriage you want? Would you want to be married in with a prenuptial agreement? I've never really thought about it. Um, you've, you've, yo, you've really like lit something in my mind now. I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like right <laughs> now, I'm in a position where I don't really own much, <laughs> so it's not like a big deal. We're already sharing all of my clothes. I can't wear any of her clothes. <laughs> it's very one-sided so far. But yeah, dude, I think if. I think it has to do with the confidence that you have in the actual relationship. <laughs> yeah. I think that's got a lot to do with it. People that sign prenups already have a preconceived notion that this ain't it. Because <laughs> this is my thing, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to necessarily be a millionaire to do a prenup. Yeah. You could do a prenup even if you're just com- living comfortably check yeah. to check. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like we we come with the assumption that it's prenups are for millionaires, yeah, yeah, and onwards like the wealthy of society, but yeah, you the person earning ten k a month, you can get a prenup agreement if you want to, if yeah. you feel like you need to protect that asset of yours. It is an asset to you. Yeah, but what are what are some assets that people find worth protecting? Like if if you're that ten k a month type of person. What is it really? Because I think if you earn 10k a month, having your own place and car seems quite difficult. Yeah. 
So already, if you're one person, you're paying rent and you're paying for your car. That 10k is finished, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just like saying. So if you're living check to check, what are you actually protecting? What is your most prized asset? Like your PS4, is it your TV? Maybe. Let's say they were refrigerator. Those maybe are very valuable things. Inheritance. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you might inherit your parents' estate. Okay. Okay. Is that, 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 that changes and things? And now your yes. wife owns your parents' estate essentially because that ah, came to you out of here. and you guys are married in community and now she owns it as well. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. See, there's a lot to consider with these types of things. Yeah. But it's gl- I'm glad that you asked what types of things could a person stand to lose mm. in this, which is where I. Pulling the screen up. Okay. Okay. For those of you on that twenty thirty technology, you might see it through the audio waves. Who knows? Who knows what twenty thirty will bring us? Some hologram tech. Yeah. According to I don't know. There's a show called Salvation that I've been obsessed with on Netflix. You should check that out. This dude has everything, bro. It's this guy called Darius Tans. <laughs> Darius Tans. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy name. It is a dope <laughs> name, right? But he's got like a. Uh, technology or whatever uh, a tech firm basically and that's where they develop all sorts of new things like I think they got the idea of Darius Tans from Elon Musk because Mm. he's got like in the show he's got a Mars project where he's trying to get people to Mars yeah like should anything happen to the planet but he's got like a phone that has like holographic images like this guy's a real man of the future really reminds me of Elon yeah. yeah. He even has his own Tans car. It's like really Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, it's basically Elon Musk. Basically, it's autobiography. Elon. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you were saying. <laughs> so, yeah, so these are some of the things they explained why you should perhaps consider a prenup, right? Because mm-hmm. of what you stand to lose or the reasons why. Mm-hmm. So, these have some headings, right? This one heading says pass separate property to children from prior marriages. Okay. So to quickly explain that, it just says a marrying couple with children from prior marriages may use a prenup to spell out what will happen to their property when they die so they can pass on said property to their children and still provide for each other if necessary. Mm. So basically, if I've come into this relationship with a child mm, and I marry this woman, she's a stepmother to my child, mm-hmm. uh, if I happen to pass away, Mm. at least I've got this agreement to say that I've taken care of my offspring, my yeah, child. Because yeah, it's yeah. not her child. Yeah, she might be loving, a loving stepmother. Mm-hmm. But when I'm not there, who knows what can happen. That's true. That is so true. at least I've protected my child to know my child gets something from me. Okay. You know, like, so things like that, you know. But they say without a prenup, a surviving spouse might have the right to claim a large portion of the other spouse's property leaving much less for the kids. So like yeah. we say, the step-parent the step parent yeah. might leave nothing to that stepchild because they'll be like, I control the estate now. Yeah. So you know what? You're 18 now, get out. Go find your own. I'm keeping your father or your mother's things for myself. But dude, don't you think this is just like... Okay, obviously it's a it's a topic of contention, but like how do you bring up something like this to your spouse, dude? Like... To your soon-to-be spouse. How yeah, do you bring, bring up, up early in your relationship? I think. Have you brought it up with yeah, Abby already? Yeah, said about it. We still speak about these things. <laughs> about what yeah, it'll do. never be over in a day. Yeah, it'll never be over yeah. in a day. Yeah. You know, we assess the pros and cons of each. Yeah. And 
One, another one, like I'll go on to say here, is to clarify financial rights right. as well as it's added on to get protection from debts, right? Mm-hmm. And to combine the two. So, like they say yeah, about the financial rights, that couples with or without children, wealthy or not, mm-hmm. may simply want to clarify their financial rights and responsibilities mm-hmm. during the marriage. And then to get protection from debts, that's also just saying like, you as a spouse are protected from your partner's debts. Because this is something that a lot of people don't realize when they get married in community or property. Mm. You marry this person, everything's going great. Mm. A few years down the line, you get this letter in the mail or a letter of demand of mm. some sort saying, you owe us... Three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand yeah. rand. Yeah. If it is not settled in the next twenty-one days, yeah, legal action will be taken. Yeah, your house will be repossessed, etc., etc. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you go, what the fuck? I've never accrued three hundred k in debt. Yeah. And then you go talk to your partner, and your partner says, "Oh, babe, yeah, I haven't told you this, but I've been taking out a lot of loans over the oh, years." Oh my god. And because we're married in community, yes, I took them out in my own name. Mm-hmm. I didn't use your ID or anything, but the simple fact that we are married in community of property means my debts are your debts. And this happens to a lot of people. Mm. So you get protection from that. If you had a prenup in that situation, they would only get the letter of demand to your spouse to be like, you as your, the individual owe us 300K, but your wife or husband is protected from that. Mm-hmm. And whatever they own is protected from that. So if we want to claim this 300K via repossessing your car, yeah. whatever, if the house belongs to your spouse, we can't take the house to cover up that 300K because it's in their name. Damn. But if it was in your name, we would take it to accrue whatever we need to accrue to cover your debt. So you do get protected from debts, which is very important. Okay. Because so not a lot of people are open of their finances to their partners. But why aren't they? Like, we've spoken about this on the podcast before. Why, like, why aren't you guys communicating? Like, don't you realize, especially for younger people, like, being open about your finances makes things so much easier. Like, if you say, babe, this month I'm going to be paying for one, two, and three, and I need you to, like, make sure that you have enough for X, Y, and Z. Like that isn't a, that's a very important conversation to have just for the like f- mere need for survival. Like we need to survive in this house. How are we going to do that if you're not bringing your end and I'm not bringing my end? Like you guys need to talk about how much you guys are making, what you plan on doing with the money because after you move in together or after you get into a relationship with somebody, their finances are kind of your finances now. Like you need yeah. to make sure that if we can survive and do the things that we want to do with this money, we need to plan it accordingly. I need to know everything. So I don't know why people are, are taking out loans without telling their partner. That's dumb, dude. Yeah, I guess. That's just straight dumb. That's like, what I'm saying. It's a lot of people, it's, it's, it's easy for us to say that, but I guess a lot of people find themselves in situations where it's not easy, I guess, to disclose their financial status to their partners. Do you think it's mostly men? I do think you're mostly men because Mm. it must be understood that it's not only things that happen during the marriage. Whatever has happened before it can also affect affect what happens during. Mm. So I might have accrued 300K in debt before I married you. 
But now that we're and married, now that we're married, it's yours to deal mm. with as well. It's a shared responsibility. So you Jeez, man. might understand that. Oh, I earn X amount every month. Everything's yeah. fine. But I didn't tell you about what happened four years back, before mm. I knew you. Mm. <laughs> and now four years back, it's still hanging on to me. Mm. You know what I mean. So these things can happen. Shit. Which is why people should also consider a prenup. Um. The last reason, which is also very important, mm. is to avoid arguments in case of divorce. So yeah. they go on to further say here yeah, that to avoid arguments in case of divorce or like a married couple may want to avoid potential arguments if they ever divorce by specifying in advance how their property will be divided. Mm and whether or not either spouse will receive alimony. So what exactly is alimony? Is it like residual? Yeah. Yeah. Like basically just clarifying who's going to get what if we were Mm. to divorce, you know, financially, property wise, all of that. So a prenup can help avoid these things before you even have to get there. Because a lot of couples find themselves getting a divorce and now you spend the next three months arguing with lawyers, paying lawyers exorbitant amounts, mm. fighting over, I want the car, no, I want the car, no, what I if, want the house, no, I want the house. But a prenup would have decided this long time ago, where it would have been mm. like... It's already in it's already the papers, there. it's signed. It's, it's signed. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. When we got married 12 years ago, we decided that I'm going to keep this, and whatever I accrued is what I would have kept. Do you know what I mean? So do prenups, let's say, for instance, I divorce from my wife or whatever, and there are only two assets that I really wanted to keep, and the rest I was more than happy with her keeping. Let's say it's the car and the television, okay? And I just want to keep those two assets. And... Is that where a prenup would come in, or is that just something separate? Where I was like, no, I just want these two assets. She can have the rest. Like, well, would the would the prenup protect you against those assets? Let's say you guys had an agreement, right, mm-hmm. about like the okay, whatever's bought in this person's name is theirs, mm-hmm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say she might have bought the TV, right? But at the time during the marriage, it was kind of a thing where it's like, you gave her the money to buy the TV, but she went and bought it. Do you understand? Yeah. So now you get divorced, you're like, all I want is the TV. I understand that it's in her name, and I understand that you, Mr. Lawyer or Mrs. Lawyer, are saying it should be hers. Mm, But mm. look, I gave her that cash. I just want to keep this TV, please. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I feel like everything here, yes, it's kind of set in stone, Mm -hmm. but there's also further negotiations that can take place. Yeah. So I could have the house, but maybe because I'm feeling generous, I could be like, I know I own the house, but I want to give this to her in this divorce. Mm -hmm. I'd rather Mm -hmm. she keep it. So, Do you think kids complicate this thing? Definitely. Be- because we already know that women are basically, y- judges are already inclined to give custody of children to women mm. just off the bat before they know anything. And now 
you don't want to give up your assets, but you know that if you were to give up some assets, it would be make life easier for your child. Yeah. So like now you're you're caught in this this catch twenty two. I think that makes things quite difficult. Yeah, it as would well. be tricky. Like yeah, because. Do I want to deprive the kid? Or <laughs> do I want to deprive the ex-wife? Like you see, yeah. and a lot of the time, kids get used as weapons in mm, these things. Like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, like, oh, you gonna let your child go to bed with no TV? No, I'm letting you go to bed <laughs> with no TV. <laughs> the child actually hasn't asked me for TV. He's perfectly fine without it. Let him read some shit. Yeah. 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 So yeah, children do make this very tricky, of course. Mm, mm. Um. But yeah, I feel like if you are going into this with our kids, yeah, you're a young couple, mm-hmm. you're about to get married, you call up the lawyer, you say we want to draft this agreement, mm-hmm. you know, so we know what's going to happen throughout our marriage. Mm-hmm. Then maybe when kids come along, you guys might revisit the papers and, you know, amend them and yeah. add certain things and remove certain things. Yeah. So I think that's maybe when kids come into the picture, that can happen. Yeah, you can't split a child in half, man. And I don't think there's any dad that wants to be a stepfather figure in their child's life, dude. Like, yeah, divorce and splitting assets that just sounds like such a painful experience, dude. Imagine going from seeing your child every day to having to see them like once or twice a week, or maybe once a month if you're like a a felon, (laughs) (laughs) a former inmate, or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, man, yo. I don't know. I I don't wish divorce on my worst enemy, dude. Yeah. Most of my friends from primary school and high school, like, I knew them while their parents were going through divorces. Like, I I saw how things happened, dude. Like, Julio, I remember uh, we were in grade five or six when he told me that his parents were going through a divorce or grade four, something like that. And some other friends of mine, hey, man, it's not cool, bruh. It's like, you can see the change in the kid, dude. You can see that your friend is visibly disturbed by it. And there's, like, nothing you can do about it. It sucks, man. Mm. It sucks. Yeah. No, it's not good, definitely. Especially when you're young. Like, I think you can deal with divorce kind of when you're, like, 18, 19. You you Mm. can kind of deal with it. But then when you're young, it's like, ah, we thought everything was going good. Like, you don't really see the signs when you're young that things might be bad between your parents. But, yeah, anyways. Another thing to consider in the South African context Mm. is that when you pay Lovola Mm -hmm. for your wife, because once you pay Lobola, this person is essentially your wife. Break down Lobola for our foreign listeners. So Lobola is basically, in the most simple of terms, I want to marry a woman. I send my uncles to her family. My uncles have a negotiation of her family to say that, all right, because you guys have raised your daughter very well, you know, mm-hmm. and we now want to bring her to our family, want to recompensate you mm. for the great job you've done in raising this wonderful woman mm-hmm. and you come to an agreement they 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 come to an agreement they say okay your son go pay let me make it in the foreign context your son will pay three thousand mm-hmm. dollars for our daughter and that $3,000 is then given over to her family. 
and then we are essentially married. However, I this have, money, because I know a lot of people are thinking, is this a slave trade or something? Yeah, this, this is, that's money. what I was going to say. I haven't <laughs> heard an explanation of Lavala, like the customary practice. I haven't heard an explanation for it that doesn't sound nasty, dude. Like, so, <laughs> no matter how you explain it, it sounds like some sort of, you're literally buying another human being. And this, in essence, yeah. kind of hard. But this is the thing. This money... It's not supposed to just be like a purchase, not like a payment and EFT to this family. And yeah, yeah now you've got their daughter, you're done. <laughs> you got it's their su- daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be like that money is supposed to kind of filter back into your marriage. So actually it was supposed to be the way Lobola works is that you pay Lobola to the family. Mm-hmm. And it's actually supposed to kind of be seen as a sign of you can take care of their daughter. Yeah, that you're a provider. Yeah, you're a provider. And that same money then is used for your wedding and the beginning of your marriage. It's, it's supposed, supposed to come to. It's supposed to come back to you and your wife now. It is supposed wife. to. But, but it's we've often seen not. that some families do take it as like a sale. Like, you know, you're just handing over that money to them and that's it. Which is not the right practice. So I think with modern times, a lot of people have gotten this practice wrong. Which has made it come off as some sort of slave auction. Like, yeah, I just went and bought someone. I went and bought a woman from this family and she's now my wife. But yeah. in reality, that money is supposed to filter back into our marriage to help us have a wedding, to help us get started, you know. Yeah, you know, get our own place. But then this is the thing, like, why would I give you this money? If like what like why would I give you the money to prove that I'm a, like I'm able to provide for your daughter? Yeah, I need to see it, man. Uh, why? Thomas from the Bible, seeks believing. <laughs> we all want to just take it, your word for it. They want to see you capable. I just think that like we can do without like there's maybe we need to come up with different reasons for these things. I I I think. Yeah, I I just think it's wrong. I I I've I've spoken about this at length with many people, and the symbolism of it, I guess, is you know to show respect and to join families. Like it it does hold significant symbolic value. But why are my finances involved? And what why is it that when you knock up somebody's child? They have to pay damages as if that person is now damaged because I knocked them up. Like, everything about the way we explain these customs is nasty. There's no, like, cool, mystical, <laughs> you know, like, deeply meaningful way to put it. Like, every time yeah. you explain it, it sounds like a slave. It does sound like a slave trade. Like, it's literally like you're purchasing. I don't know. Capitalism has maybe muddied the waters of our practice. Yeah, I think time. No word time, yeah. Because a lot of cultural things get lost in the sense of time, yeah. Uh, passing down things from generation to generation to generation, mm-hmm. De- uh, definitions change, times mm. change, everything, mm. you know. And eventually, cultures do get lost in modernization. Mm. And I feel like that's what's happened to a lot of practices, like amongst us as Africans, mm-hmm. whereby now things. As together with westernization and capitalism mm-hmm. uh, kind of muddying the waters like you say where mm. people don't really understand wh- why they're doing something but they know that we're supposed to do it culturally or traditionally mm-hmm. but they don't understand why mm-hmm. they're just doing it because they told it's what you have to do 
So we need to get that re-education from the older generations and from those who are cultural leaders who know more. Mm. We need them to like break things down for us because the more information is spread that's wrong, Mm -hmm. the worse it is. And the worse the practice continues to become. So I think there's a responsibility on us to go seek the right education on this. Mm. And for those who have the right information to bestow it upon us. This is the thing, man. Look, there, there was a memorial service that my parents went to in Pretoria, right? For uh, a distant relative or family friend. I couldn't quite, I can't quite remember. But they went there for the memorial, uh, like a night vigil. Mm-hmm. And the coffin was outside of the yard. Not outside in the yard, outside of the yard. Like, it didn't go past the gates. And when my dad inquired about this, he said, Okay, why is the coffin not in the yard? So so we can do our regular night vigil shit with the body in the yard. And then he's asking this of an elder in in that community. And she said, No, if the person dies in a car accident, you don't let them in in the yard. You don't let the body in the yard. And my dad is like... Why? <laughs> why not? Obviously, he's asking why not. And then she she just tried to dilly dally around it, but she eventually just came to the point that that's just the way things are done. And that told me that even our elders don't like even our parents' elders don't even know why we do certain things. Like, why is a body that was uh, killed in a car accident not allowed in a yard? Does it make any sense? Yeah. So I'm like, there are a lot of customs in African culture that. Even if we don't know what they mean, we can do away with them because there's no significance to that. It's cold. People want to sit inside under the tent. No, they have to stand outside while doing the night vigil. Like, nobody wants to do that. So it's like, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Who who do we speak to about these customs? Do you, Like, historians? Do, do they know? Like, who do we speak to to find reasons why we do certain things? Because I'm not in the business of doing things because it's the right way to do them. Because how how must I know that's the right way to do things? Like I said, we first have to start with the elders. Yeah. And it starts, it starts at home, literally. Yeah. You have to start with your elders. Mm. Start in the community. You know, going to your homeland, so to speak. Yeah. And consulting with the elders there and... You know, the people in charge there, people who hold positions of power, of like such as chiefs and stuff, people are expected to have this info, you know. Mm. People who are expected to keep tradition alive in a world where tradition is dying. Yeah, yeah. So those are the people we have to kind of go seeking out for info about this. But like I was saying, before we stray too far away, if you do get, you do pay Lobola, you are essentially already married. And it is coming, it is being reported that when you do this, you get married into a community of property type of marriage. Automatically, a person could claim that. Okay. So even though, yes, you are yet to go sign things at home affairs, a person can actually go and say, we have a customary marriage. And a customary marriage will then be pinned down in the same terms as a community of property really? marriage yes wow so be very careful young men out there <laughs> and young women <laughs> who 
first pay lo bola and then still think you're going to go and you know do the formal processes that the western world has introduced to us mm. and then you're going to do things no if the moment you've paid lo bola it's a customary marriage mm-hmm. someone can now go to home affairs and say we have a marriage already mm. yeah we just need the license for it now is he's paid lo bola yeah we have witnesses in the family that have seen this yeah. you know all there's the letter they wrote to our family so before you pay lobola understand that lobola is a marriage already mm-hmm. i think a lot of young black people are forgetting that a lot of black people just think lobola is something to do no guys once you've paid lobola you're married <laughs> like that's your actual marriage not the white wedding shit yeah yeah that's true. that's, the, that's your actual marriage mm. right then 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 you're just going to have the nice ceremony for it you know So before you do that talk to your partner find out where do you guys stand what do you guys want mm. you know yeah find out there's different ways to approach these things you know it's like not an you, easy chat though yeah you, there's different ways to approach you can say let's draft an agreement of what exactly we want in our marriage mm. as far as finances are concerned and assets are concerned mm. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be strictly what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. No, don't think so rigidly along those lines. What be- What are you going to be doing with your with your wealth? With my wealth, mm-hmm. with your assets, are Are you going to be sharing them with dear old Eddie, or is what yours is yours? Like, we'll come to an agreement on what exactly we want to share. Mm-hmm. My main thing is I don't mind sharing things, right? I just don't want. I put to get caught up in any debt. I'm trying not to build any debt in my life. Mm. Uh and I don't want to ever give someone my debts to deal with. Yeah, no, for sure. So I'd like to create some sort of agreement where they're protected from my debts but we still share things. Cuz I want to share these things with you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to just hoard everything to myself. Mm. No, I want to share these things with a person that I consider to be the love of my life, you know. I want them to share in my wealth. And I want to mm. share in theirs too, of course. And we'll find a way, you know. Okay. But I don't want to just flat outly just do one thing or the other. Like I said, something that you need to actually discuss mm. with your partners, because we're a new generation that should be learning from the previous generations. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. so. Let's learn to manage our finances as well. Let's learn to have better marriages. You know, most marriages end up in divorce. It's no, it's no secret. Mm. And is it really most? Yeah, more than fifty percent of Damn. marriages end up in divorce. Like in the South African context, or in the South African South African context, or the global is, context. Well, I don't know if it's South Africa. I don't know when you isolate South Africa alone. But the African. But the global context. Yeah. Okay. okay is that okay. more than fifty percent end up in divorce? And even in my own personal life, I know a lot of people have been divorced. Gang, dude. I don't so gang. I can believe even in South Africa, fifty percent still stands. Yeah. And I'll say this: the other fifty percent that are still married, it, it does not necessarily mean that it's a happy marriage. Because <laughs> you do, do you need to understand exactly how far you have to be pushed to get a divorce? Yeah. I don't yeah. think people don't fight for their. Marriages. For their marriages, yeah. So you can imagine the other fifty percent are still fighting to keep the the spark <laughs> alive. So of that other fifty or the total hundred percent of marriages, fifty get divorced. I'd probably say ten are happy. Mm-hmm. I'd say forty are probably 
touch and go. 40 are on the edge, I'd, I'd assume. 40% of marriages. I think 40% of marriages. What, what stage do you think that's in? Like after five years, after 10 years? I think it can even happen within a year. I know really? people that have gotten divorced within a year. Not celebrity Hollywood shit, like real life people. Like That have been married today. What's today? 28th of Feb. Mm-hmm. And before we hit 28th Feb next year, they are divorced. <laughs> but are these that, people that were like dating for a long time? Yeah, these are people that dated like for years before they got married. Yeah, because but, what is it about marriage that causes people to want to separate, dude? Because like you'll you'll argue that during the whole dating phase things were great. Mm. Maybe they saw glimpses of that bad side, but never really enough to cause a panic. Yeah. And then when you get married, all of a sudden, like, that's your reason to want to leave or something. Like, what is it about marriage that prompts people to want to leave? Whereas I'm while they're dating, sure. maybe the pressure. Yeah, the I think there's a different people. type of pressure, man. Uh, it's a different type of commitment, different type of pressure. Yeah. Compared to just being boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. It's a different yeah. type of pressure now, your husband and wife. But so, what, why, though? <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I've never understood why. Yeah. Which is why I've always been interested in what would happen if people never got officially married but spent their lives together. I've always wondered, mm. how mm. would that play out? If you had kids, you bought houses, cars, and you lived together, and you had a family, everything, but mm. you just never went to the home affairs and signed the papers, you never got married. Like, I always wonder, how would that play out? But not a lot of women are willing to participate in that type of experiment because they feel like, no, I need to see your commitment by marrying me. Which is nothing, dude. Because I guess that's just how we've been socialized. Yeah, you know. but we're socialized wrongly, dude. Like, what what sense of security do you get over having this ceremony? You think, like, all the problems that we're that we have or ever will have will go away because now we're married. That's Meanwhile, the, they're amplified by it for yeah. some reason. Like they're, things get worse rather than better. So what what are women really hoping for when they when they get married? Are they hoping that their lives will turn into uh, a fairy tale? <laughs> now that they're married, you know they had their big yeah. day. No, things don't change if you don't make them change, dude. You can't just get married and then say, "Oh, all this forgiven." It's not a fucking mm. confessional, dude. Like, <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's why I'm saying, like, our generation, let's approach this smarter, man. Yeah, like, no, for sure. For sure. I think, like, explore your options. Have conversation with your partner about what they want mm-hmm. from a marriage. Not even just with regards to the prenup and mm-hmm. all that we discussed, mm-hmm. but just in general. Just ask your partner when you listen to this. If you listen to this today, tomorrow, whenever, mm-hmm. ask your partner, what do you want from a marriage? Mm-hmm. If you're not already married, just mm-hmm. ask them that question. Or e- even while you're married, that's yeah. a great Actually, question ask to them, ask. What do you want out of this marriage we yeah. have right now? Yeah. What more do you want? Like, yeah. are you, are, have you received what you wanted yeah. since we've gotten married? Has this met your expectations? Yeah. You know, like ask your partners these questions and mm. don't ask it to fight. It's yeah. not a fighting question. Yeah, <laughs> and it it really can be construed that way. Yeah, yeah. it's not a fighting question. So phrase it properly, approach yeah. the situation properly, mm. and you know, yeah, just do the right thing, guys. Communication is huge. It's yeah, huge, no, huge, it's, huge. It's the biggest, bro. It's uh, the biggest. Like I said, I don't want to see people get married and getting divorced. You know. Yeah. So, mm. 
perhaps uh, a, a suggestion I've seen, which I'm also quite keen to take on in my personal life, is people say before you actually get married or engaged, actually go for marriage counseling. Like yeah, couple go pre, yeah, pre 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 marriage counseling. So even if your relationship that. is happy, just mm. go get counseling mm. with a marriage counselor, mm. so you can know what to expect. Because a yeah. marriage counselor will tell you, like, of the ten, nine out of the ten couples that walk into my practice, these are the common problems they always have. Mm. They can prepare you for those common problems because mm. they'll be like, "This is what every couple's basically going through." Yeah, they're so, gonna tell you it's finances. It's gonna tell you about pre-existing uh, med- mental health conditions. Maybe see, you're prone so. to depression. Yeah, and your partner doesn't know that about you. Like, you guys really need to be communicating about your mental health status with your mm. partners. Because my my girlfriend told me like right in the beginning of our relationship that she's prone to severe mood swings, like. She's prone to severe mood swings. She can be sad, you know, and that sadness can be sustained for a long period of time. She won't even know where the sadness is coming from, and she'll just be sad, and then she'll snap out of it. I told her, no, she definitely needs to see somebody about that because that cannot continue. But she pre-warned me about yeah, it, you know. Yeah, you she, you're getting yourself into Yeah, and I told her, I'm, I'm pretty much the same. I go through, you know, sad phases where you're just like, oh, man, leave me the fuck alone. And then I'm back, you know, back to business. So we know what to expect from one another. And when we do get like that, it's kind of like, okay, she's having her little moment. I'll be here if she needs me. And then business as usual after that. But we kind of know where we stand from that point of view. And I I think a lot of people have fights about that. Like that thing Mm. of, oh, she's so difficult to live with. One minute we're doing well, next minute she's having these bouts of depression. Like yeah. because you didn't know that about her, now look where you are now. It's a topic of contention. Yeah, so, so like yeah. definitely explore these options, guys. Yeah, definitely go for the pre counseling. What what time are we on? Forty <laughs> five? Yeah. Oh, good guess. <laughs> you can see it in the mirror, can't you? No, I can't. Oh, okay. It just felt a bit long. Yeah. I think that was a very That's what good she said. topic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, uh, let's play some music. Yeah, let us. Let yeah. us. Uh, by the way, guys, music time. Music time. Music time. Music time. Might have to come into some reconsideration. Why is that? Got some news to tell the podsters, the the pod babies. Mm-hmm. Uh. What do we call our, our supporters? The pod babies, the girlfriends. Because <laughs> it is your girlfriend's favorite podcast, but it's not only listened to by women or girlfriends. Some yeah. of you are single as fuck. So, and <laughs> <laughs> so what do we call our, our listeners? The YGers. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. It sounds like we're a YG, the rapper, like yeah, fan group. No, no, the, no, not the YGers. That's a terrible name. Uh, mm. I think the pod... The pod babies should stick for now. Yeah, I like pod babies. Why don't they make their own name? Yeah. You can pose that question for them. What would they like to be called? Yeah, we should. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, one of our very, very, very popular episodes. I can't remember the name now. But received a copyright strike oh, from Universal shit. Music Group. On, uh, on YouTube. On Anchor and Spotify. Really? It came through Spotify. 
but because we are redistributed through Anchor, they let us know. They said, hey, UMG, Universal Music Group, does not feels like you've infringed on their rights. And we don't do this for profit, which is a bit fucked up. That's true. We don't and, run any ads. But on it's this. a very old episode, but it was very popular back then. I just I I'd need to pull up the email to see exactly which episode it was. Yeah. Let me actually do that. Uh so yeah, we received a copyright strike. It's not a nice thing. You know, it means that they basically They're listening. Yeah, let me see. Here it is. Content claim takedown. So episode twenty four, Cocosity. Oh arguably man. the most popular episode of <laughs> your girlfriend's favorite <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Episode 24, Cocosity, has been taken down oh, from man. Anchor, from Spotify, after Universal Music Group claimed it. Uh, I don't know which music what? we played that day, but there are some untouchable artists. We do, we are aware of that. And we have avoided certain artists yeah. whenever we do music time. Yeah. So I do wonder who it was we played on that day. I think we might still have the raw file can mm, maybe listen no check for that. but yeah uh arguably the one of the most banging episodes yeah one of my personal faves because has been taken down the airwaves uh yeah it only exists on usb can pull up to our house we'll send it to you, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, we, should, so. we should charge for the lost files if people <laughs> want that exclusive content so yeah. yeah guys we might have to reassess how we do music time in future Damn, man. But for now, we'll give you some music time. Yes, yes, we will. Uh, my pick is a song called In Too Deep by In one of deep. my favorite artists is of the past couple years. Said. Yeah, <laughs> she did. In Too Deep. Who's, who sings the song? Who Rio. It? It's Rio Cragen. R-E-O. Rio. Okay. Yeah. So mm. this is from his... EP called Craig. Jeez, so many people have a song called In Too Deep. Yeah, I know. Uh, In Too Deep. You know how to spell it, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> I spelled it right. <laughs> uh, or has he done it alternatively with like T W O instead nah. of T O O by Rio Cragen? Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, I can't find this, man. Are you on well, Spotify? Yeah, I'm on Spotify. In too deep, there's no real Kragen. Type real Kragen. Who <laughs> is real Kragen? Who is this person? He's a, he's a singer. He's a rap. He's a rap singer. R E O Chain Blinger. <laughs> R E O Kragen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's got a lot of songs. Man. Yes, he does. I don't see into deep here. Oh my God! Is it? Is it from his new albums or what? It's from 2018. It's old. From 2018. Ooh. And all these discography is showing me is 2021, 2020, 2019, 2017. Where's 2018, man? 2018, 2018. There's an album called Craig. Yes, it's on that. Okay. Open that. It's the first song on there. Jeez, Rio. Bruv. <laughs> Talk to your manager, mate. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> Talk to somebody, man. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, you can put it up. Oh, is that you? We all with a fire. 
See, that was Craig, the album. But the artist is Craig. Rio. Hey, Re- hey, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Only South Africans say Craig, dude. It's Craig, dude. It's, not, it's Craig, mate. It's Craig. It's Craig. Craig. It's from Brackpen. He's from Brackpen. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Worst place imaginable. Is it? It's one, one of, dude. Yeah, it is. No, nothing's is more dangerous than poor whites, dude. <laughs> like... <laughs> There's nothing Facts. more dangerous than poor whites. Like, you know, whites are dangerous. Wait till they get poor. Oh, my no, God. And white people are struggling. They don't know how to struggle, man. Mm. Like, have you seen, like, how, like, white, like, homeless people or mm. who are being PC, landless people? <laughs> Is that what they call them? Yeah. No, no. no you don't no, call no, them no. homeless. You call them landless. Landless. Yes. And black landless people. Like black landless people seem more resourceful no, in wait, their landlessness. Wait, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Land is this? Did you just make this up I right, right swear, now? I swear, bro, that's the PC way to address homeless people. First of all, you don't call them hobos. Okay, hobos so I know ho- is derogatory. So from hobo, we went to homeless, <laughs> and then from homeless, people <laughs> said it's not that these people don't have a home because if you're South African or you're American, America's your home. South Africa's your home. No, they are just landless. Really? They don't ha- own land in these places. So that that was a debate of PC culture. You're and a hobo. We, Call me, bro. <laughs> Cancel me. <laughs> so now we refer to them as landless. Okay, landless so, people. So white landless people don't seem as resourceful as black landless people. Like mm-hmm. black landless people know how to survive. Yeah, because we've had practice at it. But white landless <laughs> people, damn, they just look so struggling. Landless, yeah, man. they they really look like they're struggling. Yeah. At least black people keep it together, kind of, when they're homeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or landless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're all kind of landless, though, in South Africa. But that's a story that's, for another yeah, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> My pick this week, I like to play African music, comes from an artist by the name of C.K., Mm-hmm. And the song is called Love One TT. I'm so 
I'm saying they won it for the last 10 straight before the weekend on two. But now, Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Yeah. That was Love One Titi by CK, man. Very vibey tune. Yes, Toby's like, is that South African? I think he's some, somewhere out there in Africa. Yeah, somewhere else. Not here. In Africa. Maybe he's from Uganda. <laughs> or maybe. Shout out to Uganda. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's from wherever they speak, like, you have got the spirit of the Black Panther. The Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> worst accent ever. That's the worst. <laughs> Dude. What? <laughs> the mm. Black Panther. <laughs> the Black <laughs> Panther. <laughs> Did not feel us of the bleak. <laughs> Why you guys have forced Whitaker doing that role, man? <laughs> Why do my nigga Forrest like that? I have so much respect for him, bro. Who was his vocal coach <laughs> for that? <laughs> who is the vocal coach? I said this is how Africans yeah, sound. <laughs> who is the cultural appropriator? Who is part of that department on that thing? Because even Chad, rest in peace. No, <laughs> load down your weapon. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. They did our niggas dirty, bro. Oh, I think <laughs> yeah, there's only a couple of them that got it right. I think that guy from the very first scene, you know, the guy from the OJ series. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he killed that. And then Chadwick's sister in the movie, she killed it. Yeah. But Angela, she's all right. Angela yeah. Bassett, you're all right. But then the rest of you. Yeah. But Forrest. Geez, Forrest, Forrest no. Whitaker, you, <laughs> you butchered that accent. <laughs> the bleak <bender. laughs> Like, what accent is that, dude? Tell me. I've lived here for quite some time now. Tell me what accent that is. <laughs> like, uh, where are they doing their research, bro? They said they came to South Africa, that Chadwick lived in Cape Town for a while oh, to get the accent down. He left with a fucking Nigerian <laughs> accent. Like, <laughs> Which part of Cape Town is this? Dude, oh, yeah, like, God. honestly, lay down your weapon. <laughs> who, speaks, who speaks like that besides Nigerians? That's not a South African accent, bro. Oh, jeez. <sighs> if you really wanted to speak like South African, you would have said, lay down your weapon, you puss. <laughs> you puss. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, not somebody from Brackman saying this. <laughs> lay down your weapon, you puss. <laughs> I'm fresh out of topics, man. Uh, okay. Um, I had one on my list. Uh, I heard. <laughs> Sorry, my voice just did something weird there. I heard. <laughs> it was on auto tune there. It went to auto tune. <laughs> Have you heard T Pain's live concert, dude? Like without auto tune. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, I watched his tiny desk at home. At tiny desk concert at home whatever mm. that was crazy dude i didn't know yeah. he could sing like that that so it means he's got two tiny discs then. yeah he's got the one with the crowd and he's got the corona one oh, i've never seen it. the new one oh, dude, it's crazy. i've only seen the first one the original tiny discs like yeah that one is sick i thought that was good yeah and then i heard this this guy's phenomenal dude yeah this man guy he's is a, a vocalist he's a singer that sang. <laughs> from wisconsin from wisconsin <laughs> yeah <laughs> Nappy boy. <laughs> okay. Why do you call himself Nappy boy? Right. Two chains called himself Titty boy. Titty boy. Because <laughs> she used to spoil me. She <laughs> always told me. <laughs> oh. Um. What, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I heard something interesting. 
about this because you know this is why jfp we often discuss topics about the battle of the sexes mm-hmm. um and one of the things that i heard this person say was <clears throat> um that he's sick of people talking about m- the facts that the fact that males dominate societies okay yeah. bear with me for a second here i'm yeah. trying to get what he said perfectly right in my mind he said that there is no way that a society can be dominated uh well tyrannically dominate a society uh because of the fact that women choose everything so for instance the men who are at the top of whatever hierarchy that they're in are chosen by the women who are at the top of any hierarchy that they're in because like we said women don't date below they date across and above yeah so what i'm ask what i want to ask is do you think that okay although society i think society is dominated by men mm-hmm. do you think that that is inevitable that there's no world that exists where that is not the case that yeah, societies are dominated I, by men i think at least for our lifetime yeah mm-hmm. it's going to be like that mm-hmm. yeah, i can see it being like that for as long as i'm alive if i'm going to clock out i'm 25 this year if i'm going to clock out mm-hmm. at 80 80 something 90 something who mm-hmm. knows mm-hmm. should i might even reach 100 uh, <laughs> no 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 i say this cuz it's in my genes my grandfather's 103 Word, yeah. word. So crazy. Crazy. <laughs> I might just see a hundred. I don't want to do that, man. <laughs> uh, no, neither do I, dude. <laughs> yeah, but as long as I'm alive for the next sixty years, I do not see a society not dominated by men. Well, where men hold the key decision-making power. Okay, so let's say roles were reversed. Do you think that the major I don't know. I want to say the major events that make up our human history would be would the same. Would have occurred. Way. Yeah. If yeah, if women were the ones who led the reins. This is the thing. Can let me let me say this first. Why did the major events that occurred occur? Because of a woman or women. We all mm. know that everything that happens, wars, what 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 happened because of money. sex power mm-hmm. but sex is a very key thing mm. believe me believe me man niggas will wage war on a whole entire nation over coochie this is facts <laughs> this is historical facts yeah men will literally go to war send other people to go get killed on the battlefield mm. or because i'm a ruler of this nation mm-hmm. and the ruler of that nation and the other ruler of that nation the two of us both have a thing for the same woman the same woman that we both cannot get over we don't want to choose other women mm, mm, and mm. if it must be so we will go to war and we'll say the wars because of resources Political such reasons. as gold mm. and oil and shit but the real reason is kuchi i want her he wants her so ego ego it's, fuck yeah. it i'm going to yeah. send my troops yeah what you got <laughs> <laughs> so yeah war has literally been waged over coochie guys mm. don't 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 doubt the power of that of that thing man <laughs> yeah yeah so in essence women have played a huge role in events already mm-hmm. but now if women were to be the rulers and presidents and everything mm-hmm. like that would these events have occurred 
Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe there would have been a golden penis somewhere out there that two women rulers would have wanted to fight over. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Do I think a world where women are the rulers of society would be more peaceful? No, not a fuck. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think things would be just as equal as they are now. You think so? Power is power. If power belonged to women, women were going to behave just like men. Really? facts they just say they wouldn't because they're looking at it from how things have progressed we're looking mm-hmm. at it what do they call when you look back retrospective yeah. yeah it's easy to look at things retrospectively mm. oh mate you should have passed the ball instead of trying to mm. score mm. Mm. retrospect mm. you yeah. didn't think about the pass when he was on way to go yeah yeah but yeah. now that you've seen the replay like you could have you, you should have yeah. you would no but if we had to go back in time, put women in all these positions of power. I still think shit would have gone down. The yeah. world wasn't going to be all roses and flowers and wonderful. Well, I think there would be different, like, okay, what do you do with, like, militaries and stuff? Would there, like, because women are not as physically inclined to aggression as men are. But they show aggression in other ways. Yeah, but, but do you guys realize how angry women are at the world? Yes, I do. Women they're, they're women, are incredibly Wouldn't pissed you be mad? off at the world right now. <laughs> yeah. So this notion that if women get into positions of power, right, and rule society, yeah. things will be better. Bro, these people are pissed off. They've been <laughs> oppressed for the longest time. They're going to fucking get revenge. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to just be like Nelson Mandela, Rainbow Nation, let's go. Yeah, it's they're going to be like, bro, fuck these people. Like, yeah. We yeah. were down. Now it's your turn. <laughs> No, okay, I'm asking so, more from a <laughs> retrospective point of view of, like, if roles were reversed, like, yeah. we didn't know a world in which men okay, were Okay, if they were reversed, yeah. I don't know, I still believe there would have been issues. No, of course, no, issues are inevitable, like, that's probably a constant. Maybe, would the world be better than what it is now? Perhaps, possibly. It's possible. Would it be significantly better? I don't think so. I don't think it would be significantly better. If we could put a number on it percentage wise i think we'd see like less than a 10 percent improvement do you think in a single historical period we'd ever see three women as blatantly evil as hitler mao and stalin for example yes because those three people existed at the same time bro like that's the yeah. world's evilest we would I definitely think we would, man. You you, th- you think women have that type of killer instinct in them? Yeah. I think a lot of people forget all of these oaks were advised during pillow talk. That is also Don't true. Don't forget, yeah. these guys <laughs> were advised true. during pillow talk. Hitler yeah. didn't just wake up and say, fuck oaks, fuck you guys, <laughs> go consult with this scientist yeah. and this guy. Yeah. No, he fucking delivered rounds. Yeah. At night. To his fucking cousin. To his yeah. cousin, to Gertrude, whoever her name was. Yeah. And then Gertrude said to him, I think they've disrespected you. You mm. should retaliate. Because mm. women can do that shit they to you. They plant that seed. Women yeah. plant seeds based on your manhood. Women yeah. say, you know. A real man would a do real this. Man. A real leader would do this. Yeah, yeah. a real man would have would go fight them. Mm. real leader would show them that they can't mess with your nation. Damn. And what does Hitler do? Hitler takes a shower, puts on his tie and goes off and says, we're going to fucking fight, guys. Mm. Let's get let's get strategizing on this. 
I never thought about it like that. Don't don't doubt women's ability to be fucking ruthless, guys. This that gender is dangerous. But this is the thing, women like we know from the suicide rates, they're more inclined to commit suicide, but men are more, you know, likely to kill themselves. Mm. So women can talk big is my point. Yeah. But I don't know if they have that ability to execute things as drastic and severe as like let's say the Second World War. I don't think they have that in them, to be honest. Like, if we had a woman-run military, a woman-run government or tyranny, whatever it is, yeah, I don't think, or dictatorship, I, think, I don't think so. I think they've got the smarts for it. They've got the brains for it, definitely. They might not have the brawn. Mm. They can be overpowered, yeah. definitely, by yeah. men. Yeah. But tactically and brain-wise, they're just as capable as men. It's doing just that men also have the physical aspect which yeah. gives us more confidence in actually going out there and yeah. doing these terrible acts on other nations and people. But do you think that's why men are, that's why men dominate hierarchies in general? Yeah. Because apart from the intellectual abilities, which are, they say are equal to women, women just have a more keen attention to detail. We have the physical acts aspect to accompany that. Do you think that's why we are at the top of that. Yeah, definitely. That's why I think they're inevitable. I think even if you look at, there are historical figures of women in ancient times who did rule. Yeah. And if you look at how they ruled, they ruled whilst having some sort of muscle next to them. Mm-hmm. Not as a husband mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But, but just a as bodyguard, a bodyguard, pre- a security detail. Yeah. yeah. Who could enact tyranny on people should no one agree with them. Mm. So if she decides I want to pass this law, mm. If people in the room decide no, then she will call in the muscle to yeah. change your mind. Say, do you Torture really want to oppose me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they might not have the physical themselves, but if they need to, they'll acquire it. Mm, mm. But they're just as capable of being masterminds of wars and evil atrocities and selfishness as men are. Mm. It's just that the world has progressed in such a way that now they're down below. Mm. Like if I look at a person that could have been the leader of the free world in Hillary Clinton, Clinton. let's call her Claire before the FBI comes and yeah. assassinates takes me. down our episode. <laughs> <But> <laughs> copyright infringements. If I look at someone like that, Hillary had a lot of great ideas and stuff she wanted to do, mm-hmm. but she also had terribly equal, uh, terribly, uh, equally terrible ideas. Mm-hmm. Yes, sorry. Mm-hmm. So she also had some really bad things that she wanted to implement. Mm. Uh, if you look into these types of things mm. and it's like that's a woman we, we, no one would expect that from her but th- if certain things she would have signed off on mm. she would have played an influence in it would be detrimental for other parts of the world maybe mm. not America but for Africa for mm. Asia etc etc mm. so that really just shows us that you know a person's proposed plans mm. who is a woman figure in a position of power could what they would be able to do to us, the rest of the world. Hmm. I'm not saying she's a tyrant or anything like that. I'm just saying she would have done certain things that the likes of George Bush, etc., etc., all did, which wasn't so great. Yeah, I think the general idea, if women were in power, is that it would be a compassionate, you know, everything's going to be soft and yeah. sweet and... I don't know why we have that notion. Like, 
dude, it is socialized into us, though. We uh, are socialized. I think like, this woman's gonna be our mom. She's yeah, gonna mom. she's not gonna be your mom, dude. <laughs> she's gotta be ruthless, especially in. Like, I've always thought about this, especially after watching this show, Salvation. Like, I'll give you the premise of the show, okay? The premise of the show is that there's an asteroid headed for Earth, mm-hmm. okay? Within 170-something days, this thing is it's, it's extinction level, right? If this thing yeah. were to collide with the planet, it's likely that 90% of the planet would, would, would die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... This guy, Darius Tans, that I mentioned earlier, yeah. he, he's working side by side with the government, the, the American government, to, you know, you know, get the money and the resources to get something to hit this asteroid off its course with Earth, Earth, the collision course. Here come the fucking Russians, dude, politicizing it. They, they want to shoot the, the missile that they're planning on launching out of the sky. Into Meanwhile, the asteroid. Guys, no, they want to shoot down America's missiles. Oh. That are trying to get that thing off the course. Damn. But look at look at the priorities. You guys would rather sabotage America who are trying to save everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just for your own selfish gains. Like, we haven't figured out a way of preserving... Like, like the whole show was about preserving the planet. But mm. the point that everybody missed was that we still have issues between ourselves. Look at us trying to make ev- everything better for the whole planet. But then... You guys are trying to sabotage us for political reasons. Like, our priorities are messed up in that way. Yeah. So it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, man. I just think men or women in charge, society would never be peaceful as people want to think it would yeah. be. There would always be some sort of terrible, like, instances occurring. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I think I'll take things a step further. I think the way our society is, maybe in other societies more than our own, but people go into things that they're interested in. I don't think many women or even a majority of women are thinking, oh, I can't wait till I'm president one day. I don't think a lot of women dream about that in the same way that men do. Mm. Like, I don't think a lot of women are saying that I want to be an engineer. Like, women are more about other people than they are about things. So, they go into jobs like nursing and stuff. And a lot of jobs that don't pay a lot, like teaching. And that's the reason why men are paid more than women. Because their interests differ. Right? Things mm-hmm. that pay a lot are things that require a lot more expertise than being a nurse or a teacher, unfortunately. So I think it's inevitable if people keep going into fields that they're interested in, generally speaking, that men will always be on top of the dominance hierarchy. But now the thing is about hierarchies is that they're always, they've got a proclivity for corruption, no matter who's at the top of them. Yeah. Those things are going to be corrupted by something, greed, um self-righteousness whatever it is it's always going to be corrupted by something and that's what you're trying to do that's what law is there for to try and eliminate the the corruptions that exist but they always slip through the cracks but yeah i think men are always going to be at the top of that hierarchy no matter what like yeah no matter how equal you try to make things the most able people are going to be at the top and Mm. because men have the mixture of brawn and brains 
that maybe women aren't lucky enough to have. They'll always be on the top. But the, the fact of the matter is that the point that I was trying to make at the beginning of this discussion is that women decide who those men are, which makes them the actual ones who run the show, if, yeah. you, if you think about it. Because men can do as much, like, groundwork to set themselves up in a position to yeah. be in power. Yeah. But ultimately, women will still choose. That's true. Because there's... a. Believe me, there's a million Barack Obamas. Yeah. But women play the cure on deciding to choose Barack. Yeah. Out of those men who are equally as capable and equally as powerful, Mm -hmm. but they decide to choose him. Yeah. And goes for most men in power, in communities, in businesses, and Mm. everything. Mm. Yeah, women definitely are key decision makers in society. They are. But they are. Like, even from an animalistic level, women choose their mates, not the other way around. Like, men are always the ones looking for their approval or their attention. Or yeah. everything is motivated by them. Everything moves according to their speed, like, their... And that's why <coughs> raping is such a big deal. Because if you don't get that approval or their attention that you want to do and you take it by force, it reflects very badly on our gender. And that's all our gender seems to want is power. And I don't think that's what women want. But, mm. uh, but women will tell us. I think that's a very important thing, guys. Women, please tell us your thoughts on everything we've just discussed right now and everything yeah. earlier in the pod. One thing I do know, though, is that yeah, women do... They don't just choose any guy from scratch, though. No. Women choose a man that already has the popular vote of men. Mm, mm, mm. That's a very important thing a lot of men need to understand. Mm. That if you are to be successful in getting the popular vote of women, mm-hmm. for whatever reasons, can be sex, sexual choice, mm-hmm. can be work-related, whatever, you first need to have the men on your side. Mm-hmm. You first need to be the guy that other men see as, yeah, he, she should be at the top. Mm-hmm. And then other women will be like, I want to get on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, that's how it works. So, yeah, yeah just keep that in mind yeah. to all the men out there that it's not just you're going to, they're just going to choose you from scratch out yeah. of everyone. No, you first need to win your own gender over. That is and true. the same goes for women. Mm. We as men identify who's that one woman that all the other women are kind of holding to a higher standard. Mm. Mm. And then we go, she's she's at the top she's the yeah. cream of the crop yeah yeah and then we go for those type of women but also man we're not as good at finding the cream of the crop in women as women are with mm, us yeah so for instance the cream of the crop to majority of men might be the most beautiful woman which to me is not what the cream of the crop should be yeah the cream of the crop is okay a beautiful woman who is maybe highly uh, well educated well mannered um, good family background and somebody who shows those characteristics and the way she lives like I don't think the most the cream of the crop is the one who's got the thickest thighs or the roundest ass or like, yeah 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 but men men we've got a poor sense of what the cream of the crop is yeah yeah that's the thing yeah. we just judge with our eyes yeah, yeah <laughs> no, they judge way deeper they're t- like I said attention to detail is far better yeah but like I said, I guess as men, once you get accustomed to being in the presence of 
beautiful women mm-hmm. that effect does wear off on you yeah like yeah it it becomes less about a woman's looks. Like yes, the looks are still important to attract you. Yeah. But then, you don't let it define everything. You 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 go into it like, okay, see, I find it attractive, yeah. but now do I like what's inside? Yeah. Do I like the brain? Yeah. yeah. And if you don't, her looks will have no effect on you. They might even start mm. to turn you off. You might just look at her like she's so basic. <laughs> but other guys were like, she's a 10, Oh my god! Yeah. But to you, I'm like, nah, yeah. she's mad average. She's dude. just average. Yeah, but yeah. that's only once you get accustomed to being of that type of woman mm, mm. as a man. Which is why it's important for every guy to shoot for their crushes, man, and shoot for stars. Don't settle. Otherwise, stars you'll land on the moon, my bit. Oh yeah, otherwise you can end up being a thirsty, thirsty gent. <laughs> it's so strange. You can even see it some of some guys. What do you mean? <laughs> you can see their auras, like thirst, like before they even say anything, <laughs> or like based on the first few things they say. Yeah, like we could be talking about anything. Yeah, and talking about the fucking climate. Yeah, but yeah. Based on their first few sentences, I can just be like, "Jeez, this brother is starving." <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we've all, I think we've all been that guy in one instance or another. I, I, I can definitely attest to that. But now I like looking back. It's not a good look, man. Yeah, it's not a good look. look I can like, even see it on TV. Like, jeez, <laughs> this, this guy's starving, man. Like, <laughs> somebody help him. Somebody feed this nigga <laughs> a cracker. Yeah, no, no, that's that's for damn sure. Yeah, no, look, I'm fresh out. Bobby Schmidt, fresh out. That's not what I meant. Good one. Yeah, good, good one. That was episode eighty one. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, guys, follow us on our socials. Mm-hmm. Uh, on at your girlfriend's favorite podcast on Instagram, mm-hmm. at YGF podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Follow me and Sizzle individually. You know, Sizzle the Savage on Insta, right? Mm-hmm. Vasani VM one six on Insta. I'll be posting some polls there. I know you guys enjoy. People respond very well when I post to polls. polls yeah, yeah. So we're we'll posting some more polls related to this episode. Uh, yeah. Follow us. Stream us. Like. Comment. Comment. Share. share. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you guys communicate with C's with me about your thoughts. Got any yeah. thoughts to share with us? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, a friend of <coughs> mine. It's it's not a it's not a particular thought about our past episode, but let me show you. Uh, just the content in general. Yeah, man. Looks like we we've touched someone. You know, this is a a dude I used to be in college with actually in Jabula. Shout out. He started his own um, YouTube show, right? Okay. And I was giving him props on it. I'm like, dude, it looks really dope. You know, camera quality is on point. I like the conversations you guys are having. Uh, so I just said, you know, I, s- I see you started your show because he'd been talking about it for a few years. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's looking good. He's like, I'm glad you in particular like it. Thanks, bro. Uh, hope yours is going well. I-, I got inspiration with this podcast thing from you. And I'm still going to invite you. I'm going to let you know. So... It's good to see that 
you know, people are starting their own creative ventures off yeah. of what we started, you know, on our own. So, yeah, no, that that definitely, you know, it gives you motivation. Yeah. It does. It does motivate I, I, you. I wish I had that Drake video. Yeah. After the Raptors won the title. And then he was like, we started we this. Started this. We started this. None of this existed before <laughs> us. <laughs> Yeah, look yeah. around, look around. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's talking about basketball. Like, what is he talking What was he even None talking about? <laughs> That's insane. How did Drake claim the Raptors title parade as his? And he literally <laughs> managed to do it. Like, if you Google everything about the Raptors winning the NBA, yeah. it's all about Drake. Yeah, no, for <laughs> he sure. He made it about himself. Sure. I even forgot that they won that shit. Like, it's not, it seems like distant <laughs> history now. It's insane. But yeah, man, look around, guys. He was definitely on drugs during that video. <laughs> he he looked like he was on coke, for sure. <laughs> Hard coke, coke, but <laughs> whatever the weekend is, God. Yeah, Drake is on that too. Yeah, that that Canadian strain. Facts. Yeah. Do you think the weekend's trying to be too hard? Like, do you think he's trying too hard to be the weird guy in music? Is he the weird guy? Like, <laughs> do you think based on trying? that performance of his and his latest his persona in recent years mm. with his music, mm. like before he was always a dark guy. Yeah. But like now he's trying to he's, a, he's trying to look like he's the guy on coke, like it's yeah. coming off as gimmicky. Like he's trying to look it like he's gimmicky. the Joker of music, and it's like really, dude, like you're trying hard now. I don't think I've thought about it enough, man. But I do. I see your point. It is starting to come off as gimmicky, which yeah. to me have a gimmick. I think it's important for everybody to have a gimmick, but not to be gimmicky. Mm. Like, Michael Jackson had gimmicks. His gimmick was hee-hee. Yeah. His, his gimmick was white socks. <laughs> and three-quarter pants. Three-quarter pants. He had a whole bunch yeah. of, you know, grab the crotch. Things that got people <laughs> a bit riled. <laughs> no, he didn't grab kids' crotches. <laughs> I'm actually just thinking, like, we literally love and idolize yeah. a man who walked around in three quarter pants yeah. with white socks and grabbed his crush thing. <laughs> yeah, why what what was the allure? <laughs> like where do you think about yeah. it like that? It's like why? You had to take out all the components. You're like, why do we like this person when he does all of this? <laughs> Dude, somebody actually asked me, how did you get into listening to Michael oh, Jackson? Geez. And I always find that to be a weird question. Like yeah. when people ask like what what why do you like this artist? Like, like, dude, you don't really think about it. When the bug catches you, it kind of just catches you. Yeah. And then, like, for instance, if you go on Spotify, Taylor Swift has billions of views and listens on her songs. She's got hundreds of millions of views on YouTube. Like, what is it about Taylor Swift that people yeah, enjoy like so much that, that I'm not getting? It doesn't catch me. It hasn't I've me. tried to listen to her songs and I just don't like it. I just it just can't connect, right? Like yeah. most of her discography I don't I think there's probably two songs that I like by by Taylor Swift. But what is it about her that people are so attracted to that I'm not into? And that's yeah. the same thing that I kind of ask people about Michael Jackson. like, how do you not like this, dude? Like, mm. everything about this is dope. Exactly. And literally, when you don't like Michael Jackson, you're kind of in a minority. So when I find those people, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense now. Like, when you when you don't catch the bug, like Justin Bieber is another example. I listen to a few Justin joints yeah. on a regular basis. But 
that bug hasn't caught me. I, I can't say that I know every Justin Bieber song or I know the story of his life, you know, yeah. before Usher. <laughs> I pretty much know everything after that. But yeah. <laughs> I know that he said nigga in an interview. So he's <laughs> saying that shit. He's like, just gonna be another lonely nigga or something oh, like that. Crazy. He's saying lonely nigga, which just, you know, amplified the racism of it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, just like... Music is weird like that. If it hits you, it hits you. If it doesn't, it just doesn't. But Michael Jackson, come on, you guys. Yeah. But all these guys are gimmicky. I get what you're saying. Lil Wayne yeah. has gimmicks too. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of gimmicks, actually. He's got a lot of gimmicks. Not being able to spell phenomenal is one. <laughs> <laughs> Wheezy F. <laughs> yeah, uh, so phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Um, tattooed face. That was a gimmick. Yeah. It is a gimmick. And Grilled become, teeth. Uh, Trend everywhere. Now it's popular culture. Yeah. their face. So yeah, all our favorite people have gimmicks, and that's part of the reason why I didn't like Lil Wayne to begin with. He seemed Mm. too gimmicky for me. Overly gimmicky. Like, as great as he is now, 2020 is hindsight, you know. Uh, uh, Hindsight is 2020, I mean. But yeah, there are a lot of these guys on gimmicks, man. Gimmicks that are should be seen as whack, but we just love them so much. Now. Yeah, we can't, we can't. Like, like a regular dude doing the same trend yeah. or fashion, it seems so strange. Stevie Wonder has been out here for fifty years trying to convince us that he can't see. That's his biggest <laughs> gimmick, and I must, I, I need to give you this, uh, Stevie. <laughs> I can't believe it. The blind gimmick. Like He's Ray Charles didn't do that already. <laughs> <laughs> Recycling gimmicks now. Nah, come on, man. Yeah. Hey, man. This has been a great episode, man. I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Same Uh Thanks for streaming the last episode. Did pretty all right. Yeah, yeah, did pretty good. I like that. You guys are back. <laughs> back to business. Back in action, man. Yeah. Uh, have a good week, everyone. Do your best. That's all you can do. Or someone asks you, how are you doing? You say, I'm doing my best. So <laughs> <laughs> that sounds depressing. <laughs> if this is your best... <laughs> So yeah, guys, go out there, do your best. Bye. Bye.